0: I'm really pleased today to be chatting to a man known as The Publisher. Mr. Kelly Cole is a two times number one best-selling author, speaker and entrepreneur. Born into the most notorious housing project in the world, Cabrini Green in Chicago, he went from working at Walmart and Blockbuster to owning one of the fastest growing book publishing companies in the US. Now, Kelly's authored over 50 paperback audio and ebooks to date, and has been seen on NBC, Fox, ABC, Yahoo Finance, just about everywhere. It's a real pleasure to welcome Mr. Kelly Cole. Thank you so much for having me. Could I start by taking you back to maybe before you started your publishing company, so you could just tell me about your life before moving into like the online space.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I was working at Blockbuster at night, Walmart during the day, man, and it was, it was, very miserable. I hated my job because I knew I was called to more like, I just knew I was meant for more. So I would spend most of my days daydreaming magazines and just kind of writing and reading and just praying for a day where I can, you know, learn something new or just get out of that rat race. And uh, my breakthrough didn't come until one Sunday, one Sunday, me and my family, we went to Books A Million after church. And um, I went to the magazine section like I always do, and I came across this magazine called Millionaire Blueprints. And um, if people are familiar with the digital world, back then it was called Internet marketing. Um, Yannick Silver was on the cover in a drop top Mercedes, and the caption read Web Made Millionaire, and I immediately picked it up. I started reading about his story, how he was creating these ebooks and these websites that made him passive money while he was sleeping. And I was like, ah, this is what I was put on earth to do. And it was like the heavens opened up. And um, just from reading his story, I was captivated. Now, I don't know if most people are like me, but when I read a magazine in a, in a store or a bookstore, I read it and then I put it back. But this day, I bought that magazine. It was a $10 magazine. And um, it just became the foundation to me dreaming and knowing exactly what I wanted to do when I left my job. But yeah, that was my introduction and in what I was doing before.
0: Wow. The best $10 you've ever spent, I guess.
1: Best, man, I'm telling you, the best $10 because um, not only was um, Yannick in that one, I think the following month I went back. So it became an addiction going every month to go get this magazine. The next one I was introduced to Matt Basak and then who don't love Matt Basak? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it sounds to me like, you know, that
0: process that you went through Um, Rings true with a lot of people who are either reading this or listening to this that you know, there's there's something burning away inside you Which says I want to do something. I want to make a difference not only to my own life But to other people's lives as well. We mentioned the book publishing you've written books yourself Could you tell me a little bit about the process and, and, and the books themselves?
1: Yeah. So, so believe it or not, like I said, I got started in, you know, internet marketing, which is what it was called then. And I'm just trying to find my niche, trying to find what I wanted to do. And I got introduced to website flipping. And that's the thing that really started. I started making money online, flipping websites. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, the, the market got saturated. So I had to find something else. And right around that time, ABC introduced the TV show Shark Tank. I fell in love with the show, started taking notes from the show, and um, one of my friends asked to borrow my notes. And they said, hey, this will make a great book. And I was like, I never thought about that. And they said, you should actually interview the Sharks. And I was like, that's a great idea, too. So I emailed all of the Sharks on Shark Tank. Barbara Corcoran was the only one to email me back. And I take that back. Mark Cuban emailed me back, but just said that he um, didn't have time to do an interview. But Barbara was the only one to give me an interview. We hit it all so well. I asked her to help me get an interview with Damon John. She did. I took my notes from the show, transcribed both of those interviews, and I turned that into my first book called Conversations with Sharks that hit number one on Amazon. And that was the beginning of my book writing process and the beginning of my publishing company.
0: Fantastic. I mean, that that shows real tenacity as well, to be able to get in front of a shark right from the very start. Ooh, and, yeah. and as you say, you didn't get the break with all of them, only one of them, but you're able to turn that into something so much greater.
1: Who was your favorite shark to to interview? Um, Barbara was my favorite shark to interview because she was just so cool and so down to earth. And like I said, we just hit it off and I felt so comfortable to ask her to give me an interview with Damon. And Damon was special to me because, you know, we kind of had similar backgrounds, Um, him growing up in Brooklyn and, um, no, I don't know what part of, no, he grew up in Queens. But when he introduced his clothing line, FUBU, that's all I wore. So I was a huge Damon John fan even before Shark Tank. And so he was my favorite shark on TV. But after speaking to them both, Barbara's my favorite shark. Don't oh. tell Damon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Barbara's close to your heart, I can tell. One thing um, that uh, I guess everybody um, thinks about when they think about writing a book is that it's really difficult. Did yeah. you ever think the same before you got into this?
1: I really didn't. I kind of just did it in, in my, you know, me just doing it. I was able to help a lot of other people overcome that barrier of thinking that it's something hard to do. And it's really not. I've created a simple formula on how people can write a book in literally a weekend. You mind? You want me to share it? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. So it starts with, I call this the grocery store method. Okay. It starts with, if you're a smart grocery show sh- grocery store shopper, you create a list before you actually go to the store, correct? Mm-hmm. So you don't overspend and you know what you're going to, to the store to buy, okay? So it starts with a list. Just make a list of the things that you want to cover in your book. That's all you need to do first, okay? So we'll call that Friday. Friday, you make your list, okay? Then on Saturday, you're going to go to the grocery store. Okay, you're going to begin to get the things that's on your list. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to write five questions under each thing that's on the list. Five questions that someone would have about that thing that's on the list. That's all I need you to do. Okay. all right. You go to the store. That's Saturday morning. So Saturday evening, I want you to call up a friend and say, hey, I want you to come over. All right. I want you to come to dinner. I have something prepared. And just have them interview you and ask you the questions under each thing and record it, okay? That's Saturday. Once that's done, you've completed your meal. Sunday morning, I want you to upload it to a site called Rev.com, R-E-V.com. And what Rev is going to do, they're going to transcribe that interview for about a dollar per minute and then for the 48 hours. Congratulations, you just wrote your book. The next step is you contact a publisher like me. We'll do your editing, formatting, book cover, distribution and all of that. And your book is done. But you've overcame the biggest part, which is just writing it. And I just showed you how to get it done in a weekend. It's amazing. I was actually going
0: to so, so well in terms of just getting it done. And uh, everyone says that everybody has a book inside them. Do you, th- do you think that's true as well?
1: Very true. I mean, we all have a story. We've all gone through something, even if it's your story hasn't been like mine. Which coming from the notorious housing projects where I grew up, where you know it was gunshots every night. I've seen, you know, I've been robbed at gunpoint. Even if your story is not that, you do have a story. Even if everything was perfect, and you do have something that you can help somebody else overcome. Because somebody could be thinking, "Hey, my life is too perfect," but you can help somebody draw out why it's great to tell their story but yeah we all have stories and we all can be inspired by each other and we don't know sometimes the things that we went through was for somebody else so I do believe that we all have a story and we all have something we could share to help someone else
0: great and in terms of the books that you have worked on so far Mm -hmm. uh, obviously there's the there's the shark tank book um and then and then you you follow that up with with a second uh title can you tell us a little bit about that as
1: well yeah. So my second book was called Solomon Wealth Formula. Okay. So I was reading the Bible um, and because I used to teach Sunday school. I was reading the Bible and I wanted to challenge my Sunday school class to take a new action. Okay. And um, I started reading about Solomon in the Bible. And I've always heard about Solomon being the wisest king to whoever lived. And people would come and pick his brain, right? But but they wouldn't come empty-handed. They would come and bring him gifts. And it hit me and said, man, this sounds like consulting to me, (laughs) if you brought it up in today's time. So Solomon was a consultant, okay? So I was like, hey, you can become a consultant based on your expertise and knowledge. But then I kept reading and I discovered not only was Solomon a consultant, he created passive income streams. And how he did that, he, create, he had 12 officers, right, that he commanded that their job was to bring back the resources to take care of the kingdom in that month. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's passive income. That's income that he didn't have to work for. So I put that information together in a book called Solomon Wealth Formula, How to Activate the Wealth of Solomon in Your Life. And I taught the principle of how actually a book can turn into 12 different passive income streams and more. So yeah, that was my second book. It was called Solomon Wealth Formula. Great, and and in terms of the
0: publishing process, um, obviously you you write the book and then you 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 kind of get it formatted as you say, and you get the the artwork done for the book, and, and that's what your
1: company now does for other people. Is that right? Correct. So we we actually do it all. So if someone comes to us and they say we have this story, we don't know how to write it, we don't even know where to start. So we'll actually help a person write the book, come up with a theme, we'll interview them, write it in their voice. Then we'll do the publishing. So we will edit the book, we will format the book, design the cover, distribute it to Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Plus, they get to keep all of the rights and royalties. They just pay us a one-time fee, and we also help them with the marketing. So we have a bestseller marketing plan to pretty much guarantee that they hit the Amazon bestsellers list. So it's a complete one-stop shop, one one-stop process.
0: Excellent, because I think that's a lo- an area where a lot of people do tend to get concerned because it's easy, perhaps. I- use that term lightly it's easy to write the book but getting people yeah. to buy the book that's the real challenge in this um do you have any tips that you could share with us i mean without without revealing you know everything <laughs> uh, you
1: see yourself so like how to get people to buy the book yeah um we all talk about you know the lowest hanging fruit is your friends and family okay you start off by creating a great marketing starts with the story so you kind of like tell your story in a video Or or a Facebook message or something like that and say, hey, help me reach this lifetime goal of hitting the bestsellers list by purchasing a copy of my book on this particular date. Now, what makes it really special is you can if you can wrap that date around something special to you. So like if it's your birthday, say, hey, for my birthday, hey, purchase a copy of my book. And help me reach this lifetime goal, and I've done that over and over and over again. So that's just a small tip that you can use.
0: That's amazing. That's it. That's a great tip. Thank you. Um, yeah. For anybody who is looking to do this, um, or, or maybe hasn't even considered it before, um, how can they? How can they contact you? What What's the process of contacting you and your company?
1: For sure. So the easiest way to do that is go to Best sellerscircle.com and right there there's a free case study video that will walk you through even more tips and strategies on how to get that book done but that's the best way to get started with us just go to bestsellerscircle.com
0: excellent and um i guess a question that i have to ask is that you probably learned all the major pitfalls of doing this along the way i'm sure you've learned from from mistakes as well as successes um what are the pitfalls that, that you know, you, you uncovered as you went through this and, and how did you overcome those?
1: Yeah. So my very first book, Conversations with Sharks, I hired the wrong editor and um, they screwed me, man. They messed it up. It had so many errors in it, so much stuff messed up in it. And I just br- blindly trusted them because they were a professor, they were an English professor. So I was like, hey, they know more than me. So just trying to do it yourself. That's the number one in hiring the wrong editor and the wrong people. So I say get with an expert like myself. I have been, my editors are amazing. That's on my team and they will make sure that you write. That's number one. Um, that was the biggest pitfall. And then, like you said, not having a marketing strategy to get people to um, purchase the book, but one thing that helped me out was I wrote the book as a marketer, all right? I'm going to say that term. Write the book as a marketer, okay? So think about how you can package your story in, in a way that solves a problem, and it'll help if you can tie it to something that is already big in the market. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So yeah, those
0: the, the Great, thank you. I mean, because well, I guess the over the years people have said that a book is the ultimate business card yes. um, and i guess a lot of your work is based around helping professionals also market themselves as well as the content of the book um so what kind of people do you tend to work with kelly so
1: we've worked with all kinds right now we're getting a lot of um, professional athletes like we're ramping up we created a new division called books for athletes where we're working with a lot of former professional athletes college athletes and sports coaches and i want to touch on something you said the book is the new business card okay it is the big business cards but here's the difference business cards they people throw away but we never throw away books i can prove that i don't mean i don't care how many times you've moved from apartment to house Or wherever you've gone, you've packed up all of the books, including the ones you've never even opened, and you've taken them to your next destination. Now, even if they don't make it to your next destination, you turn them into Goodwill, Salvation Army, you donate them. But we don't throw away books. And guess what? Every time they look at that book, they're going to think about you, your company, your product, your service, or whatever it is that is connected to you. So the book is far greater than a business card. It is the new business card.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of people think that um, the process of getting a book published that you have to effectively hawk an idea around a whole load of publishers, uh, a bit like the old Harry Potter story that J.K. Rowling took it to multiple publishers before they actually, one of them leapt on it and then look at the success that became. Is that, is that the right way to do it? Or do you think that actually these days with services like yours, that actually it's easier than ever for anybody to, in inverted commas, self-publish, but get it into those major uh, outlets like Amazon and Barnes & Noble?
1: Yeah, great question. Where They're not even giving out traditional publishing deals anymore. If you don't already have a a fan base or platform, you have to almost guarantee that you're going to sell X amount of copies. If that is your dream and that is your goal, it's best to come to a publisher like me to start to build your foundation and start to get your name out there, start to build your tribe. And you can always begin get approached by a traditional publisher all right you ever heard the the saying invited guests are welcome best Mm -hmm. it's different it's a difference between knocking on somebody's door and someone knocking on your door or being invited to come to someone's house okay if you start this way with my type of publishing build it out there blow it up get your name out there build your foundation build your tribe i guarantee you you can almost bet that they'll knock on your door if your book is successful on this level.
0: Why is it important for somebody to be a best-selling author?
1: Well, it's just it's just another title. It's just another thing that will separate you from just being an author. You hit that bestsellers list, it'll get that attention. Especially, like I said, if your goal is to get a traditional publishing deal, hitting that Amazon or Barnes & Noble bestsellers list gets the attention of those traditional publishers. Why? Because you're beating some of their people out on that list. They're watching that list. So if you can position yourself above them or around them, you'll get the attention of those traditional publishers. And also, it helps you turn the book into other income streams like speaking engagements and things like that. Yeah, that's
0: a key area that a lot of people tend to (coughs) overlook, isn't it? So absolutely. Yeah. In terms of your own books, um, Kelly, um, uh, obviously, you know, you've had number one best selling books on, yeah. on the various charts um and so on could you ever put a number on how many books in total you think you've sold you know combining your your titles and all the other books that you've worked on perhaps no and here's
1: why i don't even care about how many books <laughs> i sold yeah because to me i don't i don't care about book sales it's a business card so i'll give away more books than i probably sell and the money that i get the royalties that i get guess what i do i put that back into the marketing Mm -hmm. because to me it's just a marketing tool it's just a brochure it's a business card so we don't count how many business cards we give away yeah We, we don't so i look at a book as a business card i never look at the sales now when it launches and we go out to the best sellers list and things like that I, I don't do that. It's a book that I'm writing now. I'm not going to tell you the title, but it's going to be releasing soon. But um, but yeah, once it, once it launches, I'm never going to look at the sales again because for me, it's not about that. It's about turning the book into speaking engagements. It's about using that book to get more clients. And that's what I focus on. Sure, sure. And you know, my next question is going to be,
0: come on, tell us the title of that new book.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, I'll tell you the title. Yay. It's called from It's called from Walmart Associate to Christ Made Millionaire. Wow! So this is maybe your biography, I guess. Yeah, this is how I went from working at Walmart to becoming a millionaire.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. I mean, it it, it sounds um, in many ways that you struck gold by picking up a copy of a magazine. Magazines are still useful, but books for yeah. you have become even more useful, I guess.
1: Yep. Definitely, yeah.
0: In terms of your your you know your future, obviously you've got the new book coming. Um, uh, do you do you look further beyond that, or is it just now your full focus is on the next book that you're that you're writing?
1: No, so for, so for my future, my goal is to help more people tell their stories, okay. Spe- specifically former those former professional athletes and college athletes and sports coaches, because if you think about it, a lot of them don't know how to transition from. Being in the limelight to, hey, what am I going to do now? You can use your story now. Let's get the book. Then Let's line you up some speaking engagements. Let's create your coaching program and or your course. And here's a whole nother career that you can transition from where you were to where you want to go and continue to take care of your family and still get that limelight.
0: Yeah, sure. And I was going to say, has coronavirus impacted your business? But I guess actually it may have um, improved the business because everyone's at home. They can write their book.
1: They can get on with it. Exactly, it has increased my my book. It's so like you said, that very thing. Everybody's been at home and they had time to fulfill this lifelong goal, this lifelong dream of writing their book. So, we did extremely well through throughout the you know the pandemic because people were home and they had time to write.
0: Yeah, yeah. In terms of challenges along the way that you've faced, um, uh, was this one of your first business ventures that, that, that you struck gold with or were there kind of other things that kind of have come and
1: gone <laughs> along the way? Yeah, man, I've done a, a bunch of different things, but I'll say this. I've, um, <laughs> I've never, I've never, and I'm proud of this statement. I've never created a website or a product online, a digital product that I didn't at least sell one. So I'm proud to say that i've always at least sold one now did i sell more than one on all of them no not not by chance but i've always at least sold one but i tried it all man i tried you know the ebook thing i tried the audio courses i've tried you know a little bit of everything the first thing like i said that really started to take off was website flipping Mm -hmm. like once i start building and flipping websites i haven't looked back um, since that point, but you know, we all get those shiny. We call it shiny ball syndrome. Okay, someone else introduced you into something new. Oh, they're making money with um, what? What was it called back in the day? of um, Squidoo Pages, do you remember Squidoo? <laughs> I do so, remember Squidoo Pages, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Squidoo Pages and loading them up with affiliate marketing and all of this stuff. So if you can think about it, I've tried it. You know, I've bought probably everything Russell Brunson ever put out. So he, he was the first one to give me my first affiliate check and it was about $300. So if you could probably think about some online, I've probably tried it. And um, book publishing was that thing that I, I found that that was me. I enjoy helping people, especially helping people dreams come true.
0: Fantastic. I mean, obviously, um, you said about the number of books sold is, 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 is irrelevant. What about the number yeah. of words that go into a book? Do you have any kind of target that you aim for? Or is it just as long as you've told a compelling story, it doesn't matter if it's really long or really short?
1: No. So I always recommend don't pay attention to the words. Let's just try to get it to at least 100, 150 pages. Mm -hmm. Once you start getting over 100, 150 pages, nobody's going to read it anyway, especially depending on your target audience. Now, if you're writing a novel, that's a little bit different. Novel readers, they're going to read it 200, 300 pages. But if you're writing as a marketer and you have a distinct message and and they, you know, a book that is going to fill in a gap and serve a need and solve a problem that your reader has you need to keep it to 100 to 150 pages and that's going to be about uh, i'll say about twenty thousand words if that
0: okay and i love your idea that actually instead of sitting down at a keyboard i was going to say a typewriter it shows you how old i am but instead of sitting down to the keyboard and starting to type your book just talk it out just 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 record the audio version has audio been something that you've adopted as as part of your strategy kelly as you know part of your your ongoing strategy
1: for sure that's the only way because remember the first one started out as you know two interviews that i had transcribed so i was like man this is This is sweet. So I don't write a book without doing the audio. So like I create the outline and then I record it, man. I record it. It shortcuts the process because you can get it done literally in a weekend if you just sit down. Like I have a book um, that, like I said, the books that I just released now is just for, I write them as a marketer. So I just did a book that I'm getting ready to um, give away to some VIP clients of mine, but it's how to turn your book into a six figure money machine. I literally sat down on a Saturday, locked myself in a room and I recorded it in a day.
0: Wow. Wow. One book in one day. I mean, that's sort that's, yeah. that's going to be a title for a book in, in the future as well, hasn't it? Sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Fantastic. Um, what about your family? And, uh, you know, were they supportive of you as you got into uh, this area of, of, of your business?
1: Yeah, they were. And I was actually been the first author in my family. Like wow. nobody had ever, you know, written a book. So they were all amazed. They were all shocked and very supportive that I actually, you know, wrote a book and actually did it because I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say, "Yo, I'm writing this book. I just said, bam, it's done. Here it is. And um, people bought it and the family supported it. And then when the speaking engagements start coming, the clients start coming, of course, they were even more supportive then and very proud of me. So, yeah.
0: That's amazing. And and I guess that, you know, having that encouragement, can I ask about, you know, your I'm going to go all the way back to your school days. I mean, you know, your English um, lessons and, and so on. Um, were you always top of the class in English? Was that something that, that that is important or is that not important at all?
1: Not important at all, because guess what? I can hire somebody who was top of the class in English to edit my book and make me sound better than I am. (laughs) Believe it or not, man, I'm dyslexic. So I see things backward. I was backwards. I was never great in English. I was never great at reading. And here I am, I own this successful book publishing company for over 15 years. Didn't finish college, but guess what? Everybody on my team finished college and they have either a bachelor's or a master's or even a doctorate degree. And here I am, a high school graduate. But all of the people that work with me on my team, they're the smart
0: ones. Yeah. So I guess the the moral of that story is don't let your background get in the way of success. Don't let it get in the way of publishing your very first book. Um, At all. And do you find that um, once you publish the first book, you know, you've been bitten by the bug. It was going to be... There's going to be another and maybe another and another after that.
1: It always happens that way. (laughs) A lot of my clients they're not even finished with the first one they already talk about the second one I'd be like hey let's finish the first one first first things first but yeah it's it, man it's it's <laughs> it's electric man it's it's contagious once you write one and you overcome it's like overcoming that barrier you, it's like that you get i have to turn it off and i have a friend of mine and say yo just stop just stop writing books like but once you figure it out and you figure out the formula like i said you can do it rather quickly Man, it's hard to turn it off.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact that you can do a book in a day, obviously that's that's something for everybody to aim for. For anybody that's <laughs> yeah. just starting out now, what kind of time frame? I mean, you gave us the the overview earlier, but what kind of time yeah. frame would we be looking at if I was to start on, let's say, the first of the month? By the end of the month, could I have a finished book in in my hand?
1: Yes, you could definitely. Wow. Definitely, you definitely could, especially with using the process that I gave you as far as writing it. Yeah, you can definitely get a book done in, in 30 days.
0: I'm sure in some people's minds there's there's maybe just a, a slight element of disbelief that you can actually do a book within the space of a month. Um what would you say to them to get them to 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 you know take that leap leap of faith?
1: Um I would say they're overthinking it. Like don't overthink this thing. And the part of that makes them overthink it is fear. It's just fear of judgment is fear of what people are gonna have to say about you doing something. And I live by this quote that says, you don't have to get it right, you just gotta get it going. Once you get it going, you can always approve upon it. My first book, I told you that editor screwed me, I put it up online and the people, they ripped me to shreds in the reviews, but guess what? it stayed number one people kept buying it and guess what i did all i did was have it re-edited and upload uploaded a revised edition and guess what i'm still alive (laughs) nothing happened i didn't die (laughs) you get what i'm saying things can happen you're going to get people saying awful maybe you know mean things about you but it won't kill you and you can always approve upon it. Once you get it done, you can always approve upon it. So get out of your own way. I say that sitting there in their head and just do it. Just try it. Absolutely. I
0: think my mantra has always been, don't get it perfect, get it done. Yeah. You can always go back and perfect it later. It's a bit like um, Windows. When the latest version of Windows gets released, it's never perfect from the moment they release yeah. it. There's always those little updates you have to download and install, those little patches that you have to do. So you know you could do the same in your in your book publishing um, uh, business as well. Kelly, it's, it's a fascinating story. Thank you so much for your time. Just to remind us again for anybody that's interested in, in writing their own book or finding out more about you and the process. Where do we need to go to, to do that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So go to bestsellerscircle.com. You can check out our free masterclass there. And if you want to connect with me personally, every all social media, I am at Mr. Kelly Cole, M-R-K-E-L-L-Y-C-O-L-E. I'm that on all social media platforms and my personal website is that as well. But I look forward to helping people, man. That's my dream. That's my goal. That's my passion to help people's dreams come true of becoming a bestselling author.
0: Fantastic. Mr. Kelly Cole, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Sure, man. Thank you, too.